Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. All right, welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast. Um, This episode today is an exciting one because I think it's a topic that a lot of us are are thinking about these days. It's very, very contemporary. And it's something that, you know, many of us um, today are concerned about our elders. You know, we're worried about the isolation. You know, we're worried about the impact, not just today, but down the road um, for some of the, the aging population in our community that we love so much. And, you know, today, you know, Howard Eaton, who's already been on the podcast before, and I were talking a couple weeks ago, and you know, you know, I thought we thought we should do an episode dedicated to our elders, um, dedicated to those in our community that are aging, and that through COVID nineteen have really been isolated. We thought it would be, you know, useful to get, you know, Howard Eaton, who's a real specialist in the brain and, and, and in brain health, to have a dialogue today around this topic of the aging brain, of, uh, around cognition, around research, around programs, all of this rooted in trying to serve our listeners in a way that would help them to better understand how to help those that they're worried about. So, Howard, thanks for joining us again today. Oh, thank you, Mark. It's uh, great to be here. Uh, uh, soon I'll, I'll be turning 56 years old. Uh, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of my aging brain. And so I'm constantly uh, reading and doing research and, and understanding, you know, how could I improve uh, as I get uh, older here? And certainly living within this pandemic, I'm even more aware of the stress it produces. I, I also have two parents in their 80s, uh, my dad lives in Santa Barbara, California. He just turned 86, and sometimes I think he's sharper than me. So uh, his story is pretty interesting, too, and I'm excited to tell his story in, in t- terms of why I think his brain is so sharp. Uh, and, of course, my mother, who's uh, turning 84 as well. So uh, I'm excited to share their secrets and also what I've learned about the aging brain and uh uh, so it's just great to be on this podcast to have this discussion. Oh, wonderful. Thanks again, Howard, for making the time. I know you're a really busy guy. So uh, thanks for making the time. And I hope that this um, can be of service and useful um, for people that, that might need this message right now. So, you know, Howard, you know, when, when you think about where we're at right now, we're in 2021, you know, we're still in the midst of a pandemic. You know, there are, you know, circuit breaker lockdowns going on within communities and what that translates into uh, for some of our our more elderly citizens is even more anxiety and isolation and you know for the people that are listening here you know what is the main message that you'd want to try to help to drive home uh, to help people to understand uh, to have some reason for a level of optimism in light of such um, challenging circumstances? Yeah, I I think it's really important uh, for the individual, all, you know, the adults and even children, but obviously as we're aging seniors, 
uh, to really uh, begin to fully understand how to take care of their own health and and um, you know what are the steps that can help them maintain their brain health uh, in, ter in terms of this pandemic. For example, we know that research in the aging brain says how important social interaction is. And of course, you know, with the pandemic and the lockdown, there's less of an opportunity for engagement, you know, by chance at a, you know, at, at clubs or at uh, sporting events or at the grocery store. So how do you go about, you know, finding ways to socially engage? And uh, for example, here in my community, I live on Cortez Island and, uh, you know, there are Zoom social meeting uh, gatherings about specific issues like fire safety control uh, or, you know, uh, property management. And uh, I joined those Zoom calls and you can just see how delighted people are to, to see each other, including the senior population uh, to engage. Uh, uh, some might be able to do social distance walking out here uh, in the woods and, and stay six, six feet apart, or they do phone calls. I, I think that's just an example of how important it is to look at something like social interaction and how to continue that, you know, during the pandemic. So, you know, my hope is to talk to you about, you know, what things you can continue to do and what's important for yourself uh, and what kind of sort of purpose and life goals should yeah. you set to make sure that, you know, you don't have, you know, a real uh, fallback in cognitive functioning. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you know, it, it's one of the things, Howard, I remember early on when we first started together approaching the University of British Columbia around research. And I remember at that time, you know, in these in these laboratories, these kind of research laboratories, these brain labs, I remember looking in the corner of one of these labs and going, what is that? And it was a running log. <laughs> I remember asking them because I'm like, those numbers look like, those almost look like running times. And then, and then I came to learn that a lot of these brain-based laboratories, all of a lot of the researchers that were in those labs started really engaging in aerobic activity. And it was curious, right? It was like, why are these people doing this? Oh, they're doing it for the brain benefits. <laughs> really interesting, hey? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, there are things that, you know, the adult and, and can do right away in terms of changing uh, and improving neurological function. And, and one of them is to get more oxygen in the human brain. Uh, and, and that's through exercise. And, you know, if, if you're stuck at home, uh, obviously, or locked down, it's still so important to get outside and go for, you know, a 20 minute walk, a 20 minute brisk walk, uh, uh, you know, whatever the pace is, get out there, get the heart rate going, get blood oxygen pumping into the brain. Uh, and and it just has a dramatic impact on improving uh, your mood uh, and, and not just your mood, but we have to remember it improves, you know, the functioning of the brain. The brain needs oxygen. Those networks in our brain, those neurons in our brain, they need they need a good supply of blood and, and oxygen. And uh, we also know that that kind of exercise, aerobic exercise, like say you can do a 20 minute brisk walk or you can uh, go on your bicycle and, and, and increase your heart rate uh, to a point where the blood is flowing into the brain at a, a good capacity, that it also improves your, your ability to have growth hormone uh, availability in the brain called brain-derived neurotrophic factor. And, and this actually enhances plasticity. So if you're 
if you go for a, a, a bike ride or a brisk walk and then you learn something new or novel, the ability of the brain to absorb it in memory, uh, to make connections to other experiences related to that information improve. Uh, and this is something that we can do. We just got to get either out of the house or find, uh, you know, an exercise machine, a rowing machine, a bike machine uh, uh, to do that. Now, if you can combine it socially, where right. you can do a safe social walk with a friend and get the aerobic exercise in, uh, all the better. And I think that's why we get like the popularity of Peloton, for example, which has become a right. social uh, event. You're doing the aerobic and you're doing the social which is a wonderful combination uh, for brain health, for example. Well, and, and that's one thing I think you, you bring up here. You know, that can be really overwhelming, you know, to, to try to, I, I've got to leave the house, you know, go for a walk. Oh, my God, you know, what kind of mask what do I need to wear to do this? Who's going to help guide me through that process? Because there's so much worry. And, you know, what you're talking about with Peloton and other examples is really a community that's committed uh, to to you know, promoting uh, more positive uh, health and, and more healthy aging. Yeah, and, and what's interesting, we're doing this in, you know, for like uh, exercise, uh, for, like, you know, the Peloton example, uh, you know, uh, I think we're doing this with yoga. I, I, I see more and more uh, online Zoom, uh, for example, yoga classes. Uh, and so we're, we're trying to get that uh, fitness in and the social engagement in, but we're, we really haven't done it for cognitive, uh, specific cognitive improvement targeted exercises like uh, memory and processing speed and, and visual spatial uh, capabilities. Uh, and, and, you know, I know that we're, we're begun that process with this new company that uh, we formed called Echoes. And I, I think we're going to chat about this at the end. But I think, you know, we have to begin to design companies that uh, because of this pandemic and because of, you know, general social isolation now with uh, seniors uh, is create programs that provide the type of uh, training needed for brain health. And, and, and this is what I'm excited seeing developing uh, over time. I mean, the pandemic obviously has been horrific and very difficult, but it's resulted in some very creative ideas that companies are designing so that we can actually, you know, provide the targeted, the appropriate dose of, in, of, of targeted information to improve brain health. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And it's been wonderful to see trying to help people in need right now during these, these very, very difficult times. Um, yeah, and, 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 you know, one of the things that we are seeing is that, you know, we start having cognitive decline in our 50s. In fact, Research has been showing that even in our 30s, we begin to lose working memory capacity, like the ability to hold pieces of information in our head, like where's my car parked and and what am I, what was I just going to say, right? Or, or what was that new password I just created? You know, these are all working memory capacities. So, you know, we begin to show decline, uh, you know, in our 30s in some of those areas. And then even in our 50s and 60s, and in fact, you know, our brain begins to shrink in certain areas, uh, like the hippocampus, where memory formation is, is, is shown, and our prefrontal cortex, where we do a lot of executive function, like attention and planning and organizing. So it's, it's, it's a reality to it that, that we are, and as we age, lose function. And so 
you know, if, if we can provide the right targeted cognitive in intervention to reduce that loss and to sustain function, that would be great. Now, remember, I do think there's some people who just do this. It's their lifestyle. Yeah. Look at my look at my dad, who's 86 years old. He's writing three books right now, uh, but he's always been curious. He's always been engaged in new learning, novel information, challenging himself with new ideas. But, you know, he had that ability to just do that, to sort of be self-motivated. And he, he always loved exercise. He was on the track and field team at the University of Oregon. He, he loved running. Uh, now he enjoys walking with his dog in the park in Santa Barbara. So, you know, he, he knows this research and he's doing it, right? And, and so he has that remarkable self-motivation. But even still, he wants to join uh, the, this new uh, company I've started with with uh, uh, with a team of people called Echoes uh, because he wants to, you know, even get, you know, better. And I think uh, so. I think a lot of us, uh, as we age, uh, can have that self motivation. But I think it's important that that the new companies are being designed that provide the structure, the knowledge the training to the adult population so they can begin to understand, you know, through guidance and coaching, how to have improved brain health as they age. Uh, you know, you hit on such a important, important point. Uh, you know, you, you talk about, you know, lifestyle and behavior. And one of the things that you and I have talked about a little bit, and we'll make sure this is available in the, in the show notes as well, are these kind of blue zone areas of the world where people tend to live a, a more healthy lifestyle and, and therefore more, you know, um, you know, centenarians are, are, are live there, you know, people that live past a hundred and, you know, it, it comes down to lifestyle and behavior. Right. But it, that's a really challenging thing <laughs> to, to actually turn into repeatable habit and behavior, right, Howard? Is, is that yeah. kind of what you're hitting at a little bit? That's right. And I think, you know, I think uh, that's why, you know, we have the successes of, of companies that are providing online uh, aerobic exercise training, yoga training, uh, you know, lifestyle training uh, in terms of uh, diet and, and, and nutrition. Uh, and what's exciting about, you know, what, uh, you know, we've begun to do at uh, a new company called Echoes is focus on all those uh, areas of aerobic exercise and mindfulness practice. But now we're, you know, we're able to add online targeted cognitive intervention that actually begins to address what we're seeing in research in the aging brain. And, th and this is quite fascinating. What we're seeing, looking at uh, large-scale brain networks. Now, again, I'm going to get technical here, but our brain has uh, these networks, sort of like wires in a house, that, that have to connect with each other to make sense of our world. They're sort of sensory networks. So what we see, what we touch, what we hear, what we taste, we have to understand it, integrate it, pay attention to it, and act upon it, right? And and these networks in our brain as we age, uh, some of them begin to decline in, in efficiency. Uh, and as they decline in efficiency, uh, we begin to be more uncertain and, and to be undecisive and forgetful uh, and so on. And so what was, uh, what's been really exciting to see is that we've been able to design a cognitive uh, program that actually activates these networks and improves their connectivity. 
And we started doing the research with children when I, you know, in the Aerosmith program and the Eaton Aerosmith schools that we talked about in our last episode, where we're actually changing brain function in children who've struggled with learning uh, in school. Uh, and then we moved this work, Mark, Mark into a, a brain injury. And, and, and ABI Wellness is a remarkable company that's addressing brain injury. And we've begun to see that we can change these functional networks in, in the brain, in these adult brain that's had various brain injuries. And so, and then the next step has been into the general aging brain. And we've begun research in the general aging brain in terms of how these networks can be changed and improved. So if our large scale brain networks as we age be, begin to be less efficient, we need to challenge them just like we do with our heart uh, in terms of aerobic exercise, our muscles in terms of uh, cycling, for example, or weight or resistant weight training. We need to challenge these large scale brain networks to stay uh, healthy and, and have the connectivity we need so that we are feeling like we're able to handle the infra, the sensory information in our world. And, and that's what's exciting about this Echoes venture that uh, we've begun to start is that we're gonna be working with clients on aging clients, adult clients on aerobic exercise, mindfulness practice, but what's very unique is that we're gonna be actually training them online with targeted cognitive intervention that goes after these large scale brain networks and maintains their uh, vitality and their uh, capabilities uh, to function uh, as we age. And, and Howard, that's how new discovery happens, right? Like that, that's part of the innovation curve is in physical medicine, we see this all the time, right? You, you know, we talk about new, new knee surgeries to improve overall function and, and movement and quality of life. We're seeing this all the time. You know, we're seeing through manual therapy, we're seeing people increase their movement and quality of life all the time by taking what science has taught us and applying it. And what you're suggesting here is that in, in cognitive health and in these large scale brain networks, we can apply that same logic with good science to really help to influence change behavior and ultimately improve quality of life, right? Yeah, and, and it's, you know, this journey started with me because of Barbara Aerosmith Young, uh, her program in Toronto, the, the, her, her school Aerosmith program and, and her program BrainX. And uh, I remember 20 years ago, I was in the field of learning disabilities and uh, I was in the, the paradigm that these are lifelong cognitive problems. They'll always have problems with processing speed. They'll always have problems with memory, with visual spatial thinking, with reasoning. And we got to accommodate and, and bypass these problems. And fortunately, I met her and realized that that's not the case. And we brought this work to, to Vancouver, BC, and then to Washington State, and then started working with kids and adults with uh, learning challenges and seeing behavioral transformations because of improved cognitive function that we've never seen before, meaning they didn't need resource room support. You know, they didn't need all the extra tutoring because they could get it the first time. They could listen to the information, the sensory information, whether it's auditory or visual, and grasp it in real time. And then we've applied it to brain injury with ABI Wellness, and we're seeing the same thing. That the clients are saying, "Oh, I, I, my fog has lifted. I'm seeing things in real time." Uh, and and now what's exciting is we're bringing this to the adult general population, the aging brain, and saying, "Hey, we should be maintaining cognitive health. We shouldn't be just accepting cognitive decline." Now, 
we're all going to age and we're all going to die. And, you know, the, 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 the point where it just collapses on us, that's reality. <laughs> you know, that's reality. But why not sustain quality of life for a longer period of time, even if it's five years or six years? Yeah. And that's what we're talking yeah. about. Just like we say with aerobic exercise and, and muscle health and heart health, maintain it, maintain it so you're more mobile. You can not worry about picking up things. You can go for walks for a longer period of your time. We should be thinking the same way with brain health and cognitive function and how we're able to take in this world through our sensory systems and make sense of it. We should be as focused on that as we are with physical health. Well, Howard, you know, it's such a good point. You know, when you think about it, when you really go up to the to the, the 30,000 foot view and the real conceptual understanding, the brain controls the body, right? And we spend a lot of time focused on the body, but why not the great opportunity that you're talking about here is to really, you know, apply that same logic to improving physical health to brain health. And we've got the opportunity and the tools to do it. That's exciting. Yeah, and, and, and physical is the brain. I mean, you need the motor cortex and the you know, the, the, the exactly. occipital lobe, you know, to visual spatial function and so on. But you also need to be able to plan and, and organize and prepare your actions, which is a, you know, a prefrontal lobe engagement of your motor system. So if you're an OT, for example, working with an adult with brain injury, uh, you can provide, uh, you know, the, the, the treatment for muscle movement and, and sequencing and, and so on. But a lot of times they're using strategies uh, to help them memorize what they have to do, like write a list or something. But, but if you combine OT work and with the cognitive work that enhances you know, your, your executive functioning and your reasoning, the client is going to be more able to execute on what you're asking them to do because their executive function is now much better in terms of its understanding of what it's supposed to do. It doesn't need strategies or lists, reminders of, of what the OT or PT is telling them to do. Uh, and I think this collapsing these interventions like we're doing for brain injury and ABI wellness is important, but as well now with Echoes, the new company that uh, I've just begun, we're gonna be doing that with the general adult population, seniors, at their home online, you know, with a real cognitive coach uh, that they'll be engaged with four hours a week uh, working on this brain health issue at the higher level of cognitive functioning, you know, related to memory, related to attention, related to reasoning and sustaining those functions longer, what that research is showing is declining. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Um, now, what, what, when we think about so, I mean, obviously this work, and we've talked about this so much and, you know, you know, when you think about the future that you want to see, and, and, and I think you wanted to touch a little bit on, you know, your parents, um, you know, what, what is it in doing all these things that you're doing to promote more healthy aging? You know, what's your vision for the future in taking on these initiatives? What are you hoping to have change and happen in doing these? Things? Yeah, I mean, my starting Eaton Aerosmith School and working with Barbara Aerosmith Young and working with you on ABI Wellness and a lot of work we're doing with brain injury and now with Echoes, uh, my Echoes uh, with uh, the aging brain is I, I want everyone to realize that, you know, our, our brain is plastic, that it changes with what we think, it changes with what we do. And, you know, I remember 
my early in my career, I was working with psychologists who would work with a child and come out and say, oh, that's no rocket scientist. And, you know, his fate, this poor nine-year-old's fate was uh, written in an IQ test for the rest of their life. And, 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 you know, I always didn't like that sense of, of the future of children, but that, that's sort of what, you know, is still in our paradigm that you're sort of born with your abilities. It's a genetics. It's, there's a blueprint that, that sort of determines your life. Uh, and, you know, my vision and mission in life is to change that perception of, of an individual and what they're capable of doing uh, and, and being. Like, for example, your personality is driven by your, you know, a lot of do, to do with your neurological function. There's a, a great book called The Woman Who Changed, The Woman Who Changed Her Brain, uh, again, you know, by Barbara Aerosmith Young. Uh, and it, it talks about different cognitive functions and how if you have a weakness in it, it sort of shapes your personality. Uh, you know, for example, if you have trouble uh, interpreting nonverbal cues or visual cues, and you're trying to engage with a group of people and read what they're thinking facially and, and, and body pragmatics, you're in real trouble if you have a weakness in there. And, and because of that, you'll look uh, like socially awkward or that you don't care or you don't like people. And it's just not the truth. It's just that you can't process that information cognitively. And what we know now is we can address that. We can work on these functions that shape personalities in ways that can be sort of uh, negative in a person's life uh, and, and life experiences. Another example is if, if you have trouble seeing ideas and connections between ideas or concepts, uh, you can have trouble uh, understanding what someone's saying to you because you can't connect one idea to another idea. So you sort of look like a deer in headlights, completely confused, in a fog, living in uncertainty. We now know that we can actually alter those networks that result in that kind of behavior or that kind of personality. And, and those people, again, will look like, you know, they don't care or they're not listening. Uh, and it has nothing to do with that. And I think that's what's exciting to me is to be able to take and realize that when we hold a baby in our hands, what we do and say and engage that child in is shaping that brain. When the child's in school and you have your elementary or high school teacher, you're shaping that brain. And then as the child goes into university or goes to employment, that engagement is shaping their brain. And now that as we age and we'll say we're retired, we can continue to shape our brain based on what we're asking it to do. Uh, and, and I think that's what I want to do in my work is to make sure people realize there's so much flexibility and so much opportunity because our brain is allowing, it's through evolution, it's given us that opportunity. And I think that's just so exciting. No, 100%, totally with you. Um, yeah, it's so exciting. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it that way, you know, you, you know, whenever I go to a doctor's office or, or wherever, I always wonder, you know, what if there was a way to prevent uh, this illness that we that we may be seeing of someone else in that in that waiting room? You know, what if there was a way to reduce the odds of, of this occurring to that person? And um, and that's something that really, you know, inspires, you know, I know yourself, but also me in this work, um, trying to find ways that, you know, to control the controllables. You know, one of my coaches back in the day used to always ingrain that into me. Some things you can't control, but some things you can't. <laughs> and if you can, uh, try to drive your behavior towards controlling those to a more positive outcome. And that's exactly what you're talking about, Howard, and I, and I love yeah. it. Um, 
you know, if, if people, you know, I know you're not going to, you know, you don't want to blatantly, you know, plug uh, the work that you're doing, but your work is rooted in service hard. So I think people need to know then if they're interested in, in echoes and they really want to learn more because it's something that could actually really help them in their lives today. You know, how do people get access to the, to, to contact you and get information about, about this? Yeah, and, and again, you know, my, my goal here is to really say, Hey, you know, for adults, there are things you can do now, you know, like, you know, having a diet that doesn't you know, produce inflammation in the body. And you can Google about that to make sure you're, you're doing some form of exercise that you find ways for social engagement and interaction. Uh, you know, these are all so important and, and, and make sure you're managing sleep properly, uh, trying to reduce stress, uh, whether it's through mindfulness or prayer or whatever, you know, your church or spiritual practice, all those are so important for long-term brain health. So those are all things we can do. Uh, when, when I look at the, the ECHOES program, uh, what we're focused here there is providing an online uh, opportunity for adults who want more specific targeted cognitive help in brain areas and networks we know are declining with uh, aging. And what we do is provide a live cognitive coach uh, with the client. And we monitor aerobic exercise and we monitor mindfulness practice and we monitor their quality of life. So it's just a different level of service that, that I felt was needed for those people who want more support uh, and encouragement. And if, if anyone's interested in that, they can contact us at, at myechoes.com or email at start uh, at myechoes.com. Uh, and I, I appreciate this opportunity, uh, Mark, to just talk about the aging brain and things people can do now. Uh, but also, you know, we are uh, a unique new company that's not out in the marketplace that's providing something that has never been provided, which is live online cognitive coaching. Oh, that's a wonderful, what a great service. And uh, I'm, I'm super excited and humbled to be a part of it. So, you know, if, if people want to further support, you know, uh, this initiative, you know, the, the links to the websites will be in the show notes. And, you know, Howard, I just want to acknowledge you again for, for wanting to help to shape the kind of change that you want to see in this world. Uh, it's hard to believe you're, you're only one person uh, doing all of these different initiatives and in service, but it's so clear that, you know, you're making a huge difference in this world. And I know that through my echo. Yeah, thanks, Mark. And, and thanks for the shout out. And uh, I, I love your podcast. And thanks for doing this. Uh, I enjoy it. And, and, and I'm really appreciative of all the differences you're making, uh, Mark. Thank you, Howard. Yeah, take care. Again, take care, too. everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Brain Mastery Podcast brought to you by ABI Wellness. Be sure to follow us on social media channels at ABI Wellness. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. 
Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.